and welcome to the North Decatur Presbyterian Church Sermon Series. We're a PCUSA congregation in Decatur, Georgia. If you'd like to find out more about us, go to ndpc.org or just come by and visit. Here's this week's sermon. From Matthew's Gospel, the 21st chapter. When the disciples had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Zechariah. Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. That is the word of God for us, the people of God. Together we say, thanks be to God. Hosanna! Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest heaven! (laughs) It's such a funny word. There are not any English equivalents. None of us, not one of us, I think, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that not one of us says Hosanna any other time in our lives than on this Sunday. It's a Hebrew word, Hosha'ana, there's an Aramaic cognate, Oshana. The word means save us or honor to the one who saves. Well, how embarrassing it is for you all, a bunch of educated, middle and upper middle class folk walking up a sidewalk behind a cardboard puppet of Jesus crying, save us. At least it was good fun, right? Let's thank the Gate City Brass for leading us in a joyful procession. I'm sorry I humiliated you this morning. I mean, We didn't really mean it, right? 
We don't need someone to save us, really. We're all self-sufficient. We take care of all of our own needs. When we get into trouble, we make do, we grin, and we bear it. This word, Hosanna, for me has become kind of like a Trojan horse. You know the story of the Trojan horse? It's a huge horse, right, given as a gift to the citizens of Troy. They were told it was an offering to the goddess Athena, and if they would bring it inside their city, it would make them undefeatable. Of course, it was a trick. There were Greek soldiers hiding inside, and when they came out at night, down came Troy. Hosanna is gifted to us every year on Palm Sunday. And we run out to greet this word. Hey, it's the one day of the year we get to say that strange Jesus-y word. Here we go, Hosanna! And it kind of tumbles out of our mouths a little awkward. It's not like all those other words that we use that have lots of feelings and memories attached to them, like mom or chocolate or Merry Christmas. Hosanna means nothing. We say it, and it kind of sits there until the music stops, and the parade is over, and then we all go home. But over the years for me, and I wonder if this is true for you too, this word has a habit of hanging around. It lingers. Maybe it does for you, too, when you are alone and maybe when things are hard. I do wonder how many others of you find yourselves ever whispering, save me. You know, there's a disagreement about Palm Sunday and what it meant that Jesus came into Jerusalem that day in this parade. Jesus had spent his whole ministry in backwater towns, far away from any kind of official structure of power. But then on Palm Sunday, he rode into the holy city. It was the week of the biggest festival, the biggest celebration of all the Passover, when Jerusalem was a who's who of imperial and religious power. There he came, this much-discussed, much-talked-about country boy, riding on a donkey with crowds, waving their foliage as he passed, shouting at him or shouting to him, Hosanna, save us, Jesus. Was this a savior? Was this the one whom God had promised to send? God promises to save us, and God has saved us again and again, say the stories in Scripture. But was this the one that God promised? Was this the one that the prophets envisioned? The one who would kick out the armies of the invaders, restore God's holy city, and replace oppression with human dignity? Was this the one? And here he comes, just like 
The prophet Zechariah had said, maybe those shouts of Hosanna were sincere and joyful shouts lifted up by the left out and the lost that hung around Jesus and hung on his every word, the last in the eyes of the world who had been promised by Jesus that they would be first when he assumed his throne in the kingdom. Hosanna! Save us from our enemies. Deliver us from the evil of our oppressors. We're not strong enough. Save us from the bloated military, from all of the war making and the torture. Save us from our economic servitude and the rich hoarding God's abundance. Save us from this empire that puts elite profits above people. But then let's be honest, right? How on earth was this guy, this peasant, going to save anyone? The Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, had perhaps arrived in Jerusalem from his extravagant palace on the Mediterranean just a day or two earlier with the usual display of military swagger, surrounded by horses and soldiers and weapons, Pilate came to Jerusalem to ensure that nothing and nobody got out of hand during Passover. Ain't no way Jesus on his donkey was taking down the Roman legion. So maybe Jesus was mocking Rome. Maybe this was all just an act of political theater, a king riding up on an ass a finger poked in the eye of the government. Maybe the people that day were just playing along with Jesus, playing their role in that script, those cut branches that they tossed in front of Jesus. Some people think they were the first century equivalent of trash, like people throwing potato chip bags in front of this king. Maybe their cries of Hosanna were their lines in this ancient but toothless charade, goading on this Jesus, even though in their hearts they knew he was about to be thrown into the Roman meat grinder. Yeah, save us, Jesus. Hosanna. So what do you think this was? Was this the coronation parade of a humble king? Was this a stage for a political clown? Was this the death march of a ridiculed hillbilly? The answer to that question is found in the heart of the woman with the palm branch in her hand or in the heart of the man with Hosanna on his lips. What did they see? What did they think when Jesus rode by? What did they wish for? The only way that I know to word this funny word, Hosanna, leave your lips. Let it out, say it, speak it, shout it, sing it, and then let that word do whatever that word is going to do. Let it out, and then see if it comes back to you, if it finds its way down and in, and down and in. 
into that private place where each of us holds all the thoughts and feelings about our lives that are too scary to speak out loud. People like us have been taught and encouraged and sometimes shamed into being strong and self-reliant and clear-eyed and resourceful. Mostly, we think we have to save ourselves. If ever we come to a place where we recognize our need to be saved by someone outside of ourselves, that comes to us indirectly. Our paths to discovering our need for salvation is often marked by our humbling failures and by our repeated frustrations. It's a path that's marked by a series of what I call small deaths. Maybe you know what a small death is. It could be the death of a relationship, one that once gave you such life. What happened? What happened between us? Was it me? What did I do? wrong? What didn't I do that I could have done? How could this happen to me? And what do I do now that I can't go back again? Hosanna. The small death could be the death of a dream that you held close in your heart. Maybe it was the dream of what you imagined your life would be like when you were young. But then life happened and it presented you with something different and you made your own choices and you made some compromises along the way and some you can live with and some you will always regret. And now how different your life is than the one that you dreamed for yourself long ago. Hosanna. Some of you have grieved the death of your idealism. You once dreamed about changing the world. You believed that by your own will and your own energy you could right wrongs. But you've seen the systems of oppression up close in your life and they're so strong they do grind up anyone who gets in the way, even you. And now you see something wrong in the world and you sigh and you say something like, that's just the way things are. Hosanna. These small deaths are not small at all. The death of our dreams, our idealism, our relationships, our sense of ourself. They happen to us in the course of life and they leave us reeling. And then of course there's death itself, the one true thing, that thief that comes and takes away our love, our joy, our life itself. First it takes the ones we love 
And then it's our own death we must face. The truth that one day, all of what we have made, all of what we have made, all of what we are, it will cease to be. Hosanna. This week, the stories of Jesus are all about death. We hear of a struggle that takes place between the forces of death that gather around Jesus and Jesus, the one whose life was all about pushing back those forces. When you and I face death, both the small ones and the big one, we will make compromises and bargains. We will relent and we will often concede. But Jesus keeps going into the teeth of death. And this Jesus, he is like you in every way imaginable. Every way he is like you except one. He moves toward death, bearing all of the love of God inside of him. So here he comes. What do you see? You with the branches in your hands. What does it mean when you say, Hosanna, please, God, save us.